you are listening to the lie lama podcast we lie more to ourselves than to anybody else hi i'm gunjan i'm rajiv and today we'll ponder upon the question are we living a life that's based upon a lie so how would we figure out that we are living a life of lie is there a matrix or a like a measurement that we can say if i am doing this then i'm living a life of lie or i'm lying to myself that's why we call it asking questions to yourself yes to the self, other person yeah self actualization self actualization yes. and i reflection uh, and i remember this uh, beautiful story uh, splinters written by our uh, co-host <laughs> yes he yes it's it's like i just don't want to give any spoilers to our audio, to our listeners uh just a little background that uh, a girl said she had a bag full of dreams and then she said you can take it for free and later on she said you have to pay a price for it so rajiv can you just give us a little more yep. insight about that uh, story that what made you write that story and uh, where do you think that uh, you know it's free but it seems to be free but it's not so before i explain the idea behind the story let me give you the story behind the story we were in houston and uh, my elder daughter you know she was i think about a year a little more than a year she had just started walking and uh, you know being like the parents you know we were very excited we went to the mall and we bought in those times you know based on our income very expensive shoes for her they came in a very fancy kind of a you know box and uh, in spite of knowing that she will not like she will outgrow them within 3 months but you know first time parents excitement so we come back to our apartment and uh, you know then she wears her shoes and takes that bag that had a you know big uh, like uh, you know yeah and uh, and she's walking around the apartment and i asked her what do you have in this bag so before she could respond my wife who was there she said papa i have dreams oh my god that's beautiful for, so, for an yes, 18 month so, old to say that no no that was my wife who said that okay. you know like mimicking her so and that actually immediately gave me a very interesting perspective on our life that when we are you know you know kids teenagers young and all that and it, throughout our lifetime our dreams change we think we can do this we can do this we can do that but then what happens so what i explore in that story splinters is exactly that transition from being very um uh imaginative being very enthusiastic about life to becoming very cynical and very angry about everything that you see around yourself but yeah thank you for bringing that uh, i think the better one the the better one that we should discuss is the book by victor frankl oh that's yeah. that's that's a legendary uh book to read yeah victor frankl man search for meaning is that the same book you're talking about yeah 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 exactly yes yeah yes 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 rajiv uh, if you can just help our listeners with the 
just just little uh, insight for the uh, book that will be yeah so yeah i can give some background but i'm sure that if you have also read it you know we can talk about that because yes. that actually so one thing that you know i want to make sure that the listeners are aware that our theme the lai lama is more philosophical and metaphorical than actually literal so you know yes we will feel the anin about the lies or the type of lies that we do it's not that we will take anything literal lie about a sentence that you do or in a sentence or action that we do it doesn't uh, connect victor frankl actually if you read that book this guy who was a jew he went through so many different uh, you know hardships and every day or every night or actually not even every day or every night, i would say every minute of those years when he was in the concentration camp he would not know whether he will be alive the next minute so put yourself in in his shoes but then you know he survived and then he became one of the world renowned psychologists around searching purpose for life man search for you know and that's exactly what the book is all about so uh, rajiv my question here is that book is in a backdrop of uh, world war 2 and it's about a holocaust survivor and victor frankl didn't go there as a therapist he was there mm-hmm. as an inmate is it relatable in today's world 2023 what we are absolutely absolutely because see this is very interesting i think you and i discussed this some time back when we were discussing either this book or some something else but no i or i don't know whether i responded back in the same way but let me respond back in the way that that is exactly how we go through our life every day in day out every challenge we face the question we have in front of us are we going to emerge out of it better than what we were or worse than what we were right so if i would would summarize the experience of victor frankl is that think about this person went through that holocaust and everything so before you know metaphorically he was a coal before he went through that but he turned himself into a diamond by the time he exited holocaust and became he did his uh, uh, the uh, he actually invented logotherapy which was a new form of psychotherapy so so yeah i would say each of us you know you take any situation even a daily situation you you go from your office to home and you're stuck in traffic how do you emerge after that by the time you reach home are you like angry pissed off and everything you know have you become from a coal to ash or do you go back home because you you know switched on the favorite music you talk to a couple of your friends you this thing and you come back home yeah you know i use this one hour or one and a half hour with fantastic which fulfill you may have reconnected with five of your friends or you may have played some music that you had not listen to or uh, listen to a podcast so i i would say that you know whatever that book describes the process we go through umpteen times every day 
So I get this question every time in my head. What's the purpose of my life when I'm actually stuck in traffic? And book also <laughs> says that, you know, you will find meaning of your life when you're actually suffering. So yes, I can so, so relate with that. And uh, coming from uh, Bangalore, I know I know a lo- lot of people can relate to what what it means. Oh, it's you know, I, I, you know, I'm in Bay Area and I drive to office every day and it like takes me literally one and a half hour wow. and it's like just 45 miles, you know? <laughs> okay. So, so from yeah, back, the, the situation about... is everywhere. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, okay. So when you get stuck in traffic, do you uh, feel that, okay, what's the purpose of my life? Why am I stuck in this traffic? Why am I responsible? No, for I, 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 you know, so, see, and... again, exactly. See, the thing is because I, you know, I am not just a preacher of self-actualization and self-realization i also practice it day in day out you know that's that's the gist of it you know i i the intent that we are doing this talk and we are doing this podcast is that we practice what we preach i listen to podcasts you know i've like discovered phenomenal uh, podcasts that uh, i would say have expanded my perspective you know i listen to you know a lot lot of music that that i don't get opportunity to listen to you know some of like my old favorites uh, so yeah I, I utilize the time to the best advantage you can get coming back it, to yeah. uh, this is amalgamation of uh, victor frankel's uh, book and uh, your story splinters in mm. uh, victor frankel's book it said that the line that stayed with me textbooks lie and yes. when we look at the kid and when <laughs> when you were talking about your daughter we are like full of energy full of hope everything is like uh, you know coming our way only time it's uneasy like you're hungry you're uh, sleepy you're just uncomfortable that's the only uh, hurdle i must say that is in your life as you grow up you get more grumpy more cranky as you get more knowledge of uh, you know things around you you don't get enlightened you get even more like if if I don't know who said this <laughs> book, but it, it is very true that I was born intelligent education ruined me how how true you think that is how true you think that is and what happens through that journey when till kindergarten kids are like happy and jumping around and everything and what changes all of a sudden that they are in, I don't know if they are becoming a robot or a slave. <laughs> My perspective on this is very simple. That this society is geared towards making use of an individual to produce more for the society. So you have to understand the function of society. Right? Why do we have social norms? Why do we have this all this social, you know, uh, conditioning and all that? It's because if you think of society as a conscious being, like we are individually, it has to serve its purpose, and its purpose is simply to make sure that the people who are for part of the society do not step out of bounds of their society and become a functionary, productive component of society so you know, even if it's a very think about that you know it's a very complex watch every gear every spring everything has a purpose and the you know and and watch cannot tolerate 
if you insert something that has no purpose for that watch. No handles. Right. So, so what happens between you know why you know why why is our education geared toward finding a job, doing something? Essentially, you know, the term I use is become an economic slave. So because that is what serves the society. You know, you pay your taxes because that goes back to the society, and then the government will you know use that. With so society, where today, if you say <laughs> where where the tax yeah, money is going, I yeah, don't know. <laughs> Coming back to yeah, conditioning, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, coming back it, to it, coming back to yeah, it's a, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, coming back to conditioning part, yeah. uh, Rajiv. Uh, again, uh, for a girl and a boy, it's like you have to earn money, get married, and run a family. And mm -hmm. for a girl, it's like, uh, mm -hmm. you know, get married, take care of your in-laws, take care of your uh, kids, mm -hmm. and yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. purpose that is infused yeah. in our head. Yes. And my question yes. is, why? When we talk about gender equality, when my brother and I, we went to the same school, uh, mm. same education, everything. But there was a different purpose for him compared to a different mm. purpose for me. See, now, <clears throat> I would say that every person around or every, um, uh, what's I don't know what the right word is, but you know every setup around you, like social setup or corporate setup or your, even your friend circle setup, you know everybody will give you the purpose that they think is right for you. Even in your friend circle, you have just two or three close friends. They will give you the purpose that will serve them. Our parents, our you know social setup, our education system is giving. Uh, they are doing or they are doing something based on what they have learned and what they think will be meaningful for an individual, whether it's a man or a woman or you know whatever. Now this is where you have to break free. Now my you know my philosophy and the, you know the reason that we when we were discussing about this uh, Dalai Lama is that uh, we we want to encourage and we have to go against the gravity of all these institutions and decide what is right for me right so rather than somebody else telling me hey you are a husband or a father or a boy therefore you have to do this this this, this. so i would say no so there's no check boxes no, similarly, uh, I, I used to tell my sister, you know, and it, even today I tell my you know, daughters that, hey, you decide, first of all, what is it that is right for you? Then worry about anybody else. This world for me or you or anybody else does not exist if you are not alive, if you are not there for yourself. So that is, you know, that comes back to, you, you know, the Viktor Frankl or, you know, my story around the splinters and some of other stories that, you know, uh, you know, I talk about. But the main thing is that, you know, this is where self-actualization comes in and self-realization will follow. Right. Uh, in our previous episode, we have discussed about self-actualization, self-realization, and uh, I'll highly encourage our listeners to go back to our uh, previous episode and do listen about the difference between self-actualization and self-realization. Uh, when you talk about Rajiv telling kids that, uh, you know, you, you see whether you're happy or not, and that reminds me 
of this book from Robin Sharma, Monk who sold his uh, Ferrari. He said that whatever is there inside you, you will give it to you. If there is love, you will give love. If there's frustration, you will give frustration. So it's quite a, a reflection. <laughs> and that's what this show is all about that, you know, we need to actually yes. see who we are and what we want to do. What? Yeah, actually, you know, the uh, very interesting because I think uh, there was um, maybe a couple of weeks ago, uh, there was some tweet and I responded to that tweet uh, that you only give what you have, which I think is very similar. I have not read Robin Sharma, so I don't know. Actually, I have not read any of his books, but I know uh, the kind of things he talks about, which are very similar to uh, even what I say. So, but yeah, you know, the thing is that you can only give what you have. If you are giving out anger to others or hatred to others, that is the time you have to reflect, is that the only thing I have? Because you cannot give what you do not have. Is a fundamental you know, truth of life. So here's a contradiction, Rajiv. Okay, and okay. Uh, loving where this is going. In Viktor Frankl's book, it said that no matter what you are going through, no matter what is coming, still you have a choice of how you behave with the other person, right? Mm -hmm. On one side, we are saying that what we have inside is what we'll give. On the other hand, we are saying that this is all about cho choices, like not we are saying, but this is what books say, uh, not textbooks, which lie, but mm -hmm. yes, mm -hmm. this, this is what different authors, they, uh, they have expressed their opinion about. Uh, how these two things are different, like making choices and then what is within is what we are giving to the so it's, it's the, and this is this is the beauty of being a human. <clears throat> you know, human uh, beings are the most ugly thing uh, on the earth. You know, if you really want to save Earth, eradicate humanity. No, 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 no. I, I, <laughs> it's you know, be I, a I, safest place. <laughs> no, no. That that's I. I don't. I know. I would not uh, subscribe to that opinion. Please, listeners, this is where we are talking to different languages. But <laughs> jokes aside, but the main thing is that you see. The, the, when we say choice, every each of us have a choice of being the worst and the best we can. And this is where the self, you know, this is this the realization comes in, self-realization. Now think about it, very simple thing. You know, let me give a very simple maybe example. So you look around in, in the entire nature. You know, the, the a flower is a flower from head to toe. You take a dog or a cat or any animal, any living species other than human beings. A dog is a dog from head to toe. They will behave exactly like a dog or a cat is a cat head to toe. A snake is a head to toe snake. You know, they will behave exactly the same way no matter what happens. Human being, the conscious, you know, because we are we have the ability to be self-aware and self-conscious. Whether we choose to be self-aware or self-conscious is a different thing altogether. So when you say about choice, what Victor Frankl is saying is that you as a human being, not as an animal, because let's say if I were a dog and you know somebody was threatening me, I will attack and I will bite. There is no second thought about that. A dog will not contemplate 
you know, should I be a good dog or a bad dog? Or a snake? Or, you know, any, any other living species? Only human beings have that ability of choice. And the choice is only what do I want to become? What am I and what do I want to become? This is exactly what Victor, we know Victor Frankl is trying to say in his book, that you have a choice every day, every moment in life. Yes, and ultimately. when I say that you can only give what you have, is actually piggybacking on what he's saying already, that if I only have hatred, I only have cynicism and everything, then I will always choose to give that. So just bringing a point here that a lot of people are highly paid for criticizing the work. So yeah, <laughs> the kind yeah. of critique they present, they're highly paid. So yes, it, it comes, comes to choices and all, but how they can nicely fold it in uh, beautiful words and then present it to the audience or the contestants or whoever it is. But uh, yes, so person who talks very rudely and is yeah, but criti you see, critics are doing their job. You know, they, they, again, this is this is exactly what I'm saying. That if today I am paid, if somebody approaches me and says, "Hey, Rajiv," so imagine that I am a critic of, you know, I'm a you know book critic or a, or a food critic. Somebody comes and says, I'll give you so much money. Can you critique this book or anything? I would, to earn the money, I will do justice to the person who's paying me. That's a choice. The choice you have is, do you want to do that honestly or do you want to fall in line with what the other person is expecting? That's a choice you have. Yes, and then people say money can't buy happiness and then ultimately it comes to Money. <laughs> money, money does money does buy a certain level of comfort, and if comfort gives you happiness, then it does buy you happiness. Yes, money cannot solve all the problems, but it can solve money problems. So yes, yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> if someone says "paiso ki baat nahi hai," that person is lying. Trust ah, me. Ah, paiso ki sabse badi pehli baat hai. Yes, right, right. Somewhere down the line, starts with the money. It's all yeah. about money. Yes. Why you're not having second kid? I say, sorry. Financially, yes, I cannot afford. But physically, mentally, emotionally, I really yes. cannot afford the other kids. So that's the biggest truth <laughs> of my life. When I when someone asks me why you're not having second kid, I'm, like, I'm sorry, I do not have that kind of money that I can support another kid. So yeah. yes. Yes. Yeah. No, you no, you should you should start asking them, okay, here's my go, you know, go fund me account. Please transfer the money. And once I reach a threshold, I will have a second kid. You know, let the pay. See, the thing is, let let us, let us, you know, <laughs> you know, if somebody's so interested in you having a second kid, then they should contribute to it. No, now I'm saying, nahi chahiye. <laughs> <laughs> Point blank. So now I've Good. stopped making that choice of being gentle, polite, and all. If this question comes, because I have answered this question so many times, now I say, nahi chahiye. That's the fact. Yes. Stating yes. facts. Yes. So you see, but but these these are the steps of these are exactly where you start understanding yourself and being true to yourself. And that's what right? have been told to us. Purpose of a woman's life is to have mm -hmm. kids. You're two people, and you need a replacement of yourself. So you need to have two, people. two kids. 
and that will make a complete family. Who is defining all this? I am pretty much complete within myself. If yes. I come to think, you should of be. It, why do I need a husband? Why do I need a kid? Why do I need another kid to make me complete or make me feel complete? It's just all very external factors which people tell you when you are growing up, and that's what I say that uh, you know, till the age of five, you're happy. Uh, you are like just your imagination is at your best, and then when you join school, everything goes. In a different world altogether. Education ruins us. Yes. Education. Ruins. That's why. That's why I never tried to get educated. <laughs> After so much of education, yes. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but yeah, so you know, this this is a very, I would say, interesting topic. Then I, I would encourage the listeners to contemplate. See, the, the one of the thing that uh, I I've read this book. I don't know how many times. You know. Uh, so I have like very few books that I keep on my bookshelf. And the, and the ones that I keep are the ones that I would want to revisit again and again. But this book actually is just, you know, I think I even wrote a blog on it. Uh, I don't remember um, maybe a couple of, more than a couple of years. So, but, the, you know, this this guy gives you a complete new perspective on you know how to find purpose of your life and you know if you if you even do research on you know, logotherapy you know the first question he would ask his patients is why haven't you committed suicide yet trust me rajiv i was not able to read this book in one go i was crying oh my god how much these people are going through and they're standing in line they just don't know if they are going to be inmate or they're just going to the gas chamber it was so heartbreaking that they did not understand jokes as well. Everything has to be straightforward. If someone yeah. said that your friend is up in the air, they could not relate unless until it was told that the place where they yes. went was a gas chamber. And now they're yes. no more. Till the time it was... He's gone. Yes. Yeah, till the time it was like very straightforward. They could not even understand the humor because the conditions... Mm -hmm they were living in yeah so, yes yeah, and i think you know one of the uh, one of the you know other incident that is very underappreciated and uh, you know especially for people like us uh, who are from india and pakistan bangladesh that the partition had very similar stories and uh, you know uh, i don't know if uh, people have uh, heard about 1947 archive there was a you know a stanford um, you know, uh, this lady who started actually documenting, you know, through video and audio, you know, interviews of people who were affected by partition across all these, you know, countries. And uh, there are more than 10,000 plus stories. Because that, think about it, that generation is almost gone. And because we did not document you know, similar to like Jews documented Holocaust, we have forgotten the history. We have no clue, you know, the atrocities that happened, the life. We see that, you know, you know, we see that in our grandparents or, or saw that, I would say, you know, then most of them are not more, you know. So similar stories, you know, very, very, you know, how those things shape the, you know, paranoia of society and the conditioning of society and everything 
Yes, Raji, very, very similar story. And uh, yes, my grandparents moved from Pakistan and uh, we have a very different connect from uh, from the other country. Again, no matter cricket and whatever is going on, it's a different story. But when we meet someone from Pakistan and they meet us, so we tell them our grandparents are from Pakistan and then they tell us that our grandparents from India and the kind of connect we have is very yeah. different. And it's again, yes. very different from what people have told us that, you know, yes. Just don't want to discuss Enemies. this. Exactly. But, yeah. Uh, no, but that is true. You see, we were fed, you know, the lies through textbooks and each country, you know, you know, in India, we are fed lies about, you know, Pakistan and Bangladesh, and I'm sure they are fed lies about us. So, but the thing is that, you know, this is all BS, you know, these are all political things, political, you know, uh, narratives that are created. And uh, we fall prey to it. And that, that is where it becomes very important to understand, you know, and be true to yourself and say, am I going to fall a trap, you know, as a, you know, into this trap? So of... this reminds me of a very, uh, very, uh, this story is very close to my heart. Uh, my grandfather, he did not come during partition. Uh, he was supposed to board that uh, train, which was, which had a massive, mass care mm. he just stayed back mm. that i don't want to go. Yeah. and i want to serve pakistan government he was with pakistan army uh, uh, god bless his soul and uh, in december uh, people came to know that he's a hindu and he should leave the country and then one of his uh, acquaintance got him a train ticket and asked a person that you ensure that he boards that train and he's no more in pakistan and my Grandfather used to yeah. drink that, uh, you know, one glass every day. And then we are back in that memory lane. And he used to tell the story every time. And I just said that, uh, you remember that people didn't let you stay there, mm. but you're not thankful for the person who actually mm. saved your life. I got a very... Maturity, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I got a reply. When <laughs> And uh, honestly, <laughs> <laughs> yes, till the time you don't uh, feel that pain, you don't know what it was, yes. and what he went through. But as a kid, I was just, uh, you know, you can be thankful to the person who actually yeah. bought a ticket for you yes. and asked someone to board that bus. Make but sure that he you was are like safe. that young lad that, uh, you know, yeah. who was uh, with army and wanted to change the world and stay in his country and all. So, yes, these stories are very close to our heart. And I would really like to encourage our uh, listeners, if they have similar stories, do post. We highly encourage uh, people to post stories on our website, thelailama.com. We'll be more than happy to host you. Do share your stories with us. And I remember there's this uh, joke from Amit Tandon that uh, what we've been told that we had a the kind, the way they're portrayed, uh, Pakistan would have been bigger yes. than China. <laughs> Like, yes, exactly. Yeah. The amount of gold we left, the amount yeah. of gold and uh, the thing we left behind, yes. That's what he said. <laughs> yes. so, I remember his joke. Yes. Yeah. We don't know how much uh, truth or life you've been raised with. Exactly. exactly. Yes, these are, these are stories that, you know, oh, we were like uh, royal family, rich family and uh, things happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. And everything. Anything, but, yes. Uh, we we lie we lie more to ourselves than to anybody else. Yeah, well, 
हमको मालूम है जन्नत की हकीकत लेकिन दिल के खुश रखने को गाली भी that's that's a beautiful way to say thank you so much for listening uh, do visit our website thelailama.com do post your uh, lives with us and we'll be more than happy to post you thank you so much